I'm Maida Getman, and welcome to Infertility Crossroads. I'm a mom to donor-conceived twins, and I went through eight rounds of fertility treatment before finally becoming pregnant with my two girls. I'm also a donor conception coach and founder of The Donor Downlow, a self-paced online program for people who are at the crossroads of donor conception and wondering which path is right for them. Perhaps you're like me, you thought having a baby would be easy, yet here you are every day, week, and month having to make big, scary, and radical decisions about what your future might look like. I call it the infertility crossroads. Whether you're just getting started on your fertility journey, have been trying for years, or are headed down an alternative path, you are welcome here. Join me each week where I will walk alongside you through all the infertility crossroads. Let's dive in. Hello everyone, welcome back to Infertility Crossroads. I am pumped today because I have my Insta bestie friend, Kristen here, who is an infertility coach and um, IVF expert. And I cannot wait to have a conversation with her. I've been dying to talk to her and share, help her share all of her great information with you. So Kristen, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. You are so welcome. So I, I mean, I gave like a very high level intro of you, but can you please share with everyone listening who you are, what your story is? Of course, I can totally do that. So my name is Kristen Dillon Snyder, and I am a certified mindset coach that specializes in helping high achieving women who need IVF to grow their families, actually enjoy the quality of life that they've created while they wait for their baby. Um, I became this because I was feeling a need after my own infertility journey. My husband and I did four rounds of IUIs, and then we did three rounds of IVF. One did not work. One worked and gave us our IVF miracle daughter, who is five and a half. And then we did another one as a sibling cycle, and that one ended up in a miscarriage. So I had three different IVF cycles, three different transfers and three different outcomes and wanted to help women going through this experience because I've realized that none of us sign up for it. And it's a really challenging milestone and experience to go through in life. And none of us are prepared. And so I wanted to help change that experience for the women who had to go through it behind me. So here I am today now doing coaching exactly that. Oh my gosh. I love that. And I mean, it's so interesting. I always love talking to people who are who have gone through infertility and have struggled to build their families because even though every journey is different and every story is different, we also have a lot of similarities and when we actually start talking about it, we see those similarities in each other like I think of my story, I'm like, "Oh yeah, I did four rounds of IUI. Yep, I did three rounds of IVF with my own eggs." And we had different outcomes. We both became moms, right? But in very different ways and different paths. So that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree with you that there might be a lot of differences in the journey and the experience and the timeline, but you can always find similarities at the same time. The best phrase is that this is the worst club with the best members. And I believe that's true from the actual patients and the women and people who are trying to grow their families, as well as the people in the medical community, like the doctors and nurses, I think are also the best of the best. Totally. So it's a, it ends up being something that can work out um, and become a pretty interesting story in your life yeah. line. 
Yeah. So talk to us a little bit more. You said that you were a certified mindset coach and and do work on mindset. Talk to us a little bit about that. Like what does what does that mean really? <laughs> Great question. It <laughs> means that I am not here telling you what to do in addition to or replacing what your doctor's saying. I work more alongside you going to the infertility clinic and getting advice and recommendations from your doctor. And, and what I do is I help you with the mindset part, meaning I help you cope and handle whatever you're going through. So there are some people, different other coaches out there who might tell you what supplements to take or dietary changes, foods to avoid, things like that. I'm not going to cover any of that myself. I'm going to help you manage your emotions and your feelings related to whatever is going on. And like with counseling or other coaches, it might impact every area of your life. So we talk about the whole spectrum of things, but it's mostly about the foundation that our thoughts create our feelings. Our feelings create our actions or inspire us to take action or not take action. And that's what creates the lifestyle we create um, or that creates the lifestyle that we have. And so it's really important to start with our thoughts in our mindset. Part of it is education about how our brains are wired to actually work because so many women go through infertility really discouraged and really um, doubtful, especially after time, right? Usually by the time somebody gets to IVF, they have mm -hmm. done multiple rounds like you and me of IUIs. But even before then, what is the timeline before then to even get a doctor? And sometimes it's just Clomid or other medicated cycles. There's a lot of repetitive disappointment. And none of us are trained in school how to handle disappointment over and over and over again. And so it's helping you understand that your brain is actually wired to be scared and to find the worst case scenario. So it's not a problem with you. And yes. how can we then work to build up hope? to build up confidence again, and to feel better about what's right in front of you right now while you wait. Yeah. I love, I mean, I love that because we aren't broken when we get into those spirals and worry patterns and all of that. Like that's our brain doing what it's supposed to do. It's just not helpful because it just brings us down into a deeper hole. And so being able to have tools and resources to focus on really kind of pulling ourselves up and having that support, like you mentioned, um, I think is just so, so valuable. You know, one thing I see, and I'm sure you see this too in the work that you do, is it can be really hard to get to a place where you're like, yeah, I do want to do something about this. I, I'm ready to kind of take that step of working with someone like you and, and changing my mindset. Like what, what do you say to folks or people who are just really struggling and are like kind of at, at the bottom of the pit and being like, I just don't think I can pull myself out of this. Well, the one thing is I wish women as a whole wouldn't wait until they were the bottom of the pit to ask for help. Agree. Agree. A hundred percent. So if you're listening and you're not at the bottom of the pit, but you're like a five or a four on a scale of one to 10 on your hope, your confidence, your optimism, like it's okay. You can actually get help and it's possible. It's worth paying and investing in the time and the money to build you up to a seven. 
Like that is possible. But for the women who are down in the dumps, like on the floor, ice, like spoon in the ice cream container, crying (laughs) alone, right on the floor. Mm -hmm. One, I've been there. And two, I can sit with you and help you get up and you are worth getting the help to stand up again. And it won't get worse from here. So it's very possible to feel different. If you would say you're a one on that emotional scale, a two is double your score. A two is going to feel so much better. And it might feel like a big leap when you're at that point. And little things can actually make a huge difference. So it's not like you're... um, you're not somebody who can't get repaired or you have this big hole to fill in. It's actually really small changes can make a huge difference at once. Somebody who is a one, that's where I would recommend too, that maybe they also do counseling and therapy at the same time because of the difference between life coaching and therapy. That's when it really is. It can be a blessing to work together. Um, But I want that person who is listening, who feels like they're in that position, that they are worth getting the help. They don't need to know the next step. That's what I do. Mm -hmm. I can tell them the next step to take to get them to the two. And then they get to a two and then we can go to a three and we can keep moving up. And that is even despite whatever's going on in the infertility process. Those small incremental changes like at first they can take a lot of energy, but you don't have to change everything all at once. You can change one or one small thing and it'll make an incremental difference. So when you think about that, like say someone's listening and they just need to like get up to follow you on Instagram, like what's one small teeny little incremental thing that they could do like today to, to help start making some of that change. Like you're saying if they followed me or after they followed me. Well, like if say they're just like really, really struggling and they need help, like just li- even listening to this podcast, like to go follow you, like they oh. just need the motivation to just go follow you. Like what's one thing that they could do today to try to help them do that? Well, there's actually, I think a couple things that can happen, but I like to remind people that if they're listening to this podcast, they already have a fire inside them that is willing to fight and has the power to take the next step. And the next step might be standing up off the floor. Hmm. But when you do that, you have to say good job to yourself and give yourself credit. I have all of my clients do what we call as daily wins And that is one way. And it's a habit that they make because when there are really hard days, when moments when IVF doesn't go well or other things in life, because nobody's life is perfect, the habit of having those wins can help you prevent you from falling down so low if it's something you're always leaning on. But if you are listening to this podcast, you already have enough fire in you. And that means there's hope inside. We just have to dig it out and move it around. Um, Moving your body in any capacity can change your mindset. So if you are on the ground, stand up and change your scenery. Like, I don't care, bring your phone outside. (laughs) 
that's what you're talking about. Or move from the couch and go to the kitchen, like change your scenery and just move your body. It does not mean go run a marathon. It does not mean start doing 30 minutes of yoga. It just means literally moving from where you are physically. And those little things might be just what you need when you can also say, I did it, I got up. And then the next step and the next step. And it will, you use that momentum and it will help you do so much more. You articulate that so beautifully. And I, I agree with you. I think it's not just doing those little steps, but exactly what you said. It's celebrating those little steps that like everything is celebratable. (laughs) Um, Hey, I got up off the couch today and I went to the kitchen. Like that's a win. And to celebrate that because it is a culmination of those incremental small things that start to build big change. But we forget, we forget about those little things if we're not like being intentional about them. I just, it's so beautiful way. It's just so beautiful the way you said that. Thank you. So I, I want to switch us a little bit because I know okay. you work with um, a lot of women who are going through IVF and that whole crazy process. Um, So I would love for you to just share some of your best maybe tips or tricks that you have for navigating IVF, especially multiple IVF cycles. Because a lot of the folks who are listening to the show have been through IVF. They've had a lot of disappointments going through that. Um, I know you and I both have experienced multiple rounds of IVF and the disappointments that come with that. So if you could share a couple tips that you have about navigating that, that would be amazing. Absolutely. And yes, the, I work with women where multi, ultimately like the first round of IVF didn't work. And that's when women usually come to yes. work with me. And so, yeah, there's a lot of disappointment and fear at that point. And so the first thing is like we talked about in the beginning is that our mindset Like our brain's tendency is to look for the scary. And if you've done this process before, your brain is going to say to yourself, whoa, slow down, Nellie. Like we've been here before and we did not like that outcome. What are you doing? So if you're going through it and you are scared and nervous, that should be expected. It shouldn't be expected that you sign up, you sign on the dots, you pay the bill and you're like, woohoo, let's do this. Like, (laughs) I don't know many people. I'm pretty optimistic and outgoing and happy. And I still wasn't feeling that way either. And that's Mm -hmm. because of our brain's tendency. It's not because you have a negative tendency. Okay. Um, And what I encourage people to do when they are feeling so fearful is to write out almost as if you were negotiating with your mom to say, mom, I want to go to the party this weekend. And you say, these are why I think I can do it. I can go because the parents will be there. I'm the one driving. I'll be home by my curfew. And you give all the reasons why you want your mom to say, it's okay for you to go. You need to do that with your brain. Sometimes all the reasons why this cycle is different Hmm. to help you believe that it's possible for a different outcome. So much of our raised, our us being raised in our culture is like you fail, you try something else, you don't try again. You know, the phrase, like, what is the phrase? Um, I'm sorry, now I'm blanking on the phrase, but <laughs> there is a phrase that talks about how if you fail, oh, if you repeat something again and again, that's the definition of insanity. Oh, yes. Like, no, because no, sometimes you do have to do things over and over again. 
And there are, it is possible to get different outcomes. IVF is one of those experiences. The sciences are one of those, you know, in conditions where that might be more true. So it's important to let your brain know that there is an option for another outcome. Another outcome is possible. And then what you do is, so you write it all down and it sounds so silly to be like, I'm an adult. I shouldn't have to write this down but your brain being able to see what's different. And sometimes the only difference is that it's a different embryo. That might be the only difference, Mm -hmm. but every embryo is a whole other opportunity and chance at a life. And so everything else could stay the same. You could be the same weight. It could be the same doctor. It could be the same protocol. Everything else could be the same, but that one embryo might be all that it needs. And so sometimes, more often than not, you get to throw in a couple other additions. It's a new month. We did something else. Like maybe you did this or this or that, right? Maybe you were, you've been taking prenatals for even longer, things like that. Also, when your body's been doing this before, you know what to expect. How cool that that's not the case. Like the shots are not your nervous part anymore because you're a pro at the <laughs> shots now. So it's like, okay, that's not even a concern. So it's really important to write out those differences and show your brain on a piece of paper that a different outcome is possible. You're spot on. I mean, the one of the hardest parts about this whole process, at least for me, was that it felt like everything would work up until the two-week wait, up until the part that I couldn't control, right? Because to your point, like, and and every cycle, even if I did the exact same medication protocol, I would respond differently. And so that's what's so it's amazing and beautiful about our bodies and how our bodies work, that we are unique and different, but it can be so incredibly frustrating because you're like, I'm the same person, I'm the same weight, I'm the same this, 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 and I'm getting a completely different outcome. And so you can look at that in one of two ways. Like you can either look at it in the, in a negative way of like, this sucks and I can't control it. Or I love how you reframe that and go, but it's different. There's a different element, whether I can identify that different element or not, even just the embryo being different or the month or whatever that is like, there is always a difference. Every cycle has some kind of difference to it. And so being able to bring that new kind of mindset and frame of mind, I can imagine brings a lot of encouragement and hope to the women that you're working with. It absolutely does. Because even if you're somebody who's had recurrent pregnancy loss, like every pregnancy is also different with our friends who've never had pregnancy loss. Like some women are like, oh yeah, I know my boobs get tender when I'm pregnant. And so I know that this two week wait worked or or this transfer worked or didn't. But I know women who have multiple kids and every pregnancy was different. Totally. You're right. When you have this mindset of possibility that there could be a different outcome, your brain actually starts looking in your environment for all these other things that are different. Like, oh, I parked in a different spot or, oh, it was a different nurse today. And it's like, oh yeah, okay. And different is good. So Mm -hmm. that's another thing that we do is um, one of the actions I like to have some of my clients do is write out experiences where it didn't work the first time and it ended up working out in the end. Mm -hmm. And it's not that often because a lot of times, again, we're told, oh, if that doesn't work, don't like try something else. Like with colleges, if you don't get into college or or your top choice, then you just go to another school. 
versus there are some people who don't get into their top choice of college and then they transfer, but people don't talk about that so loudly and openly. Right. So it's important that for you again, to show your brain that it's possible that even though it didn't work on your timeline and the way you thought, and you're waiting for it forever, it still can work out in the end. Now, some examples, cause if you're listening thinking, no, Kristen, everything's always <laughs> worked out the first try. I've had a pretty cush life. I feel you, but most people are not married to their first boyfriend or partner. Truth. Okay. So that did not work out. Buying a home. I hate the home buying process. <laughs> and if anybody's done it more recently, like trying to apply to buy a house to like put in an offer, most people don't even get accepted on their first offer for their house. Totally. But then the one that you get works out right? So there are examples of colleges, boyfriends, sports teams, and houses, just as maybe even jobs. Did you get the first job you applied for? Of course not. Right. And do you love the job you have right now? Of course. I love it. Yeah. So it's just, again, showing our brain whose natural tendency is to say, we've done that before that hurts, stay away to try and say, actually, we've done that before. It did hurt. We're not minimizing. I please, I want everybody to know I'm not minimizing an ounce of pain. I know every little needle prick hurts. I get mm -hmm. that. But what we're not saying is that it always will be the same. There is a possibility for a different outcome. And so you're showing not only because of the differences between this cycle and the past ones or pregnancy, you're also showing that there are other examples in your life where things didn't work out the first time and they worked out in the end. Mm -hmm. And I think too about people who are, have maybe gone through IVF cycles like I did with my own eggs, my own gametes, and then we switched to using donor gametes. That's a huge variable change. And that's one of the things I talk to with my clients about is it feels the same, right? Because you're going through an IVF cycle, you're, you're seeing everything the same, you're prepping your body the same for a transfer, but in that case, like we have changed a huge element of the possibilities and you, for people who are going through a first round of, of IVF with a donor, whether they're using donor egg, donor sperm, donor embryo, you've never done a donor cycle before. And that is a whole new thing. It feels very similar, but it's not because that donor element really changes to outcomes that you don't even know. You know the outcomes of using your own eggs or your partner's sperm or whatever, but you have no idea the outcome of this whole new thing that that you're introducing. And so it's this weird kind of dichotomy of like, I've been through this before and I know how this feels, but also I've never been through this before and I don't know how it feels. So I love what you talk about, about telling your brain, pulling out those things that are different and then having really hope in the differences, yes. right? Hope to say, this is different this time. And this is why this is going to be different. Right. But also using the past examples where different didn't mean worse. Yes. And that can be really helpful with donor conception too, because you might go in with a little bit of hesitation and grief that it's not your own DNA or your partner's or both of yours. And so being very clear that different because it's not, it doesn't mean worse. Yes. 
Yep. That we're the ones in our brains who attach different equals worse. And that's not really what, what it is, but it can be really hard to pull yourself out of that because so often that's what, like you said, we're, we're wired to do that, or we've been conditioned that different is bad Mm -hmm. or worse or not the best outcome. And that's not really the case. Right. I mean, I grew up in Connecticut and I lived in New York city after college and now I live in the suburbs of the South. Like this is so different than I ever thought my life would ever be. I'm married to somebody in the military. I'm a military spouse. Like this is not at all what I thought life was going to look like. It is so different hmm. and it's amazing. And so it can be helpful to find examples of where different is amazing so that you can recognize that Again, if things take too long or they're different or they don't work out the first time, you have examples of all three of those circumstances working out in the end. Yeah, you know, I mean, it goes to show like reframing and rethinking about donor conception too. I mean, I talk to my clients about this, that donor conception, especially after infertility, is not usually something people have dreamed of. It's not something that they think like, you know what I really want to do is have a family, have a baby using someone else's eggs or, you know, not my partner's sperm. But I think sometimes we put these rules around ourselves of like, I have to have the my family and I have to have a baby this way. And if I can't have it this way, then it's not going to be right. Or I'm not meant to be a mom or whatever those things are. Donor conception is the same thing. I mean, when I first found out donor was going to be our option, I was like, no way. Like, hell no, I'm not doing that. Absolutely not. Because it was different. It was scary. I had never heard of it. I didn't know anyone who was doing it. But then working through some of those things to go, well, but wait a minute. Like, I really want to be a mom. I want to choose motherhood. And I'm taking a different path than I expected or I thought or anyone I know took having chosen that different path, like I can't imagine my life now without my girls and not even that, but these specific girls, like it's not just the children that I have. It's like who they are as individuals. And had I not been open to that different path or thinking through things differently or, you know, going through that work to change my mindset, I wouldn't have these beautiful girls here and my life would be totally different than what it is now, but that that takes work and that's okay. Like it's, I think sometimes like I would beat myself up and be like, well, why can't I just get there? Why can't I just figure this out and do it? That seems silly to expect me to do something different than I've always been taught. So having someone like you who can come in and say like, no, I, you can change you can think differently, but it does take work and you need to sign up to do the work and be willing to do the work. Yeah. I mean, this is what I do. Like this is my expertise. And so it does take something off of their plate. I know that most women going through infertility feel overwhelmed by choices and research and making decisions. And so sometimes they say, like my clients say, it's just a relief to know that it's one less thing for them to think about because they'll talk with me and they know we'll make a decision about what they can focus on or work on for the week. And they're like, oh, one less thing that I have to really hem and haw about or think back and forth about. And so it does add so much value. Also, one of my clients said this and I loved it was like, her husband said this to her, that winning teams have coaches. There is a stigma 
publicly that having a life coach means that something's wrong with you. And luckily, I think the landscape of life recently has changed a little bit of that narrative that therapy is cool and coaches help and coaches help you get to where you want to go. They help you win. They help you reach the Super Bowl. Right. And so Mm -hmm. um, and I love because you've said this on your podcast before, but there are ones that specialize in different areas. So no matter what it is, that's your story. There's somebody out there who can be that help and that guide for you. I am the person that I just, I want to be right next to you and say, yeah, this is hard, but let's not make it harder by beating ourselves up about the way we're thinking by thinking so much more negatively about ourselves than maybe naturally. And let's make the best of this experience by living life in the meantime, because none of us know how long it's going to take. I mean, that's, it's so beautifully said. And I think I talk about this too, but your journey to becoming a parent will end at some point. And when you're in it, you don't think that that is going to happen, but it does end. And it may end the way you expected it to end by having a baby. It may end in adoption. It may end in donor conception. It may end in living child-free. Like there's a lot of ways that it could end and we don't know how that's going to happen, but we do know it's going to end. And we also know that life is short. And this is a a moment and a period of time in life. And so being able to continue to live and thrive in the midst of challenge and struggle without minimizing the challenge and struggle without, you know, not saying like, I can't feel this way, or, you know, there's something wrong with me for feeling this way, but it's, it's that hard balance of both and. It's the balance of I'm struggling, but I'm also continuing to live and to have a coach by your side to say like, hey, let me help you up and let me celebrate the wins and let me support you is how you continue to thrive and grow in the midst of this. And I really think that everything like that you do with your clients and the work that you do and really that a lot of us coaches do is everything that we do, it's not just supporting you today through your infertility journey, but it's making you and helping you grow into a better person for your future children, for your future relationship with your partners, for future friendships. Like it's, it's life skills that you're learning that you can take with you. You're just learning them as part of this struggle. 1000%. I have clients all the time who are like, who have had success and have their babies now. And write to me and are saying, oh my gosh, I'm using all the tools you taught me still, like as a mom with daycare changes and, you know, kids getting sick all the time and having to call out of work and just feeling like it's a lot all at once. And also there's so many moms and women, whether they've gone through infertility or not, but this does happen to women who do go through infertility of feeling guilty when they do have their baby and it's hard. feeling like they are not allowed to complain. They're not allowed to say that um, it's hard or they need a break. And that's just not true. No matter what it took, you're still allowed to say it's hard. One of the things Mm -hmm. I love to teach my clients is that you can be two things at once. So the word and can be very helpful. You can love your child, be so grateful that they're here and want some alone time and want a break. You can be so happy that your friend is pregnant and does not have to experience what you're going through and 
be jealous that it's not your pregnancy announcement. And so I'm, these are skills that we're teaching them that can be applied to anything. Like I said, I'm a certified life coach. I just choose to specialize in helping women through this life stage because I went through it too. And I know it sucks and I want to make it better. Yeah. But I did want to say too, that one of the benefits of having the coach is the Super Bowl that just happened recently. And Rihanna with her bump and pregnancy announcement, I yep. can't tell you how many people reached out to me saying, I thought like, here's one more area that I thought would be safe from reminding me of my infertility. And it was just in my face. And now everybody's talking about it. And so having a coach that you can vent to and reach out to sort of in the moment to then get reminders on like, okay, you're not alone. And here's how to cope is so helpful. And just this like weird added, I never would have thought and pitched to potential clients, like I'll help you through the Super Bowl. <laughs> but like, I, that's what I ended up doing. And I know that there are support groups out there. And I know that there are like people who have secondary infertility accounts on social media. I did that too. Um, but I also see so much value in talking with somebody who is um, not in the swimming pool with you, who is up and over at the top of the mountain and who can guide you. Um, and I'm so grateful that I get to be that person. And yes, I totally agree with you on the Super Bowl thing. I saw it. I was watching it with my kids and I saw it and I just thought, oh, my infertility community, my heart goes out to you. And I like, I'm thrilled for Brianna. I'm thrilled for all of those things. And the Super Bowl, no one ever expects to be kind of triggered on their <laughs> infertility journey watching the Super Bowl. So I, I think that's such a great call out on that. And you know, I, I would just add to with a coach, you're right. There are great support groups out there. There there's the infertility community in social media and all of those things, but having someone who knows your story and knows who you are and knows how you tick and the things that work for you to have that personalized level of support and not just that, but accountability you know, I think of myself, like I'm an accountability person. So, you know, you can tell me all day long, all the things that I need to do, but unless you're actually, someone's actually holding me accountable to doing those things, I'm most likely not going to do them. And just like everyone else, I'm unique. I'm different. I function differently. So, you know, I've worked with coaches for the last like three or four years and there's just so much value in having that personalized support and that personalized accountability really that brings just, I think, another level of value of transformation of help in a much quicker way than trying to figure it out on your own. Because I think you're like me, I had to figure it out on my own and it took me way longer than any of my clients because I've, you know, thinking of your mountain analogy, like I've stepped on all the wrong rocks. I've slid down the mountain. I've done those things. And so now just like you, I can say like, don't step there, try this one over here. Or I know what, you know, I know who, how you think. And so like this way is going to be probably a better option for you. And that's such a gift to, to be able to give someone, but also to be able to receive. 
Absolutely. And I think that when you're going through something hard and it feels like it's going to last forever, you can do it on your own or (laughs) you can get help and not be throwing these ideas like spaghetti on the wall, right? Like, oh, do I meditate? Do I do yoga? Do I do all these things? Like, this is my specialty. This is your specialty. We're not going to tell you, oh, just try this thing and let's see how it goes. We're going to give you proven strategies, things that have worked for us and our clients and say, this is the way to help you. And for me, this is the way to help you with your mindset. So you feel better about it and don't put your life on hold at the same time. I have two more things that I want to cover with you before we wrap. The first one is I always love to ask my guests to leave our, the audience with one piece of advice or One thing you want them to walk away from having listened to this episode, you know, if they listen to the whole episode, but they walk away with one thing, like what's your one main piece of advice for someone who is struggling with infertility, has maybe gone through multiple rounds of IVF or failed IVFs and is just really struggling and needs, needs that one piece of advice. Well, related to the infertility journey, my one piece of advice is that it's not a question of if, it's a question of when. Mm -hmm. And I just think that that can help you take off some of the expectation that has to be this round, this next month. And it's more of coming to a place of acceptance and peace that it will work some way. You will figure it out. It's just not happening right now. So that's my one piece of advice for the infertility journey. The second piece of advice is that you are worth the investment. Your emotional well-being and happiness is worth the investment. And whether that is going to therapy or that is signing up with a coach or asking for help at home, you are worth getting the help you need. Mm, I love that. My last thing is if the listeners want to find you, if they want to learn more about working with you, how would they do that? Well, I'm most active on Instagram and the challenge will be spelling my last name, but my handle is Kristen Dylan Snyder. It's exactly how it sounds. It's spelled exactly how it sounds, but I'm sure we can put it in the show notes too. For sure. For sure. Please come and say hi to me over on Instagram. Um, There are two different ways to work with me. I work with women one-on-one or I have a program that is called More Than My Infertility. And it's actually a lifetime coaching program where you get access to all of my trainings and resources that you can do at your own pace and get weekly group coaching. So you can have that accountability if you want, but also if you want to be more private and um, have your story be a little bit more private, then Mm -hmm. you can just consume all of the information to help you with the mindset. So those are the two ways to work with me. My website is coachingwithkd.com. But the one thing I wanted to say was I do monthly trainings. And the one that I think most might resonate the most is one called when the transfer fails. Hmm. And so if you go to my website um, and we can put in the show links, a link to sign up, it's a free training. And it's just the three things that you should do when your transfer fails to help you pick yourself back up. And if trying again is what you want, it will help you feel ready to try again. I 100% would encourage everyone to go sign up for that free training because whether your whether your cycle has just failed or you have had a failed cycle and you're waiting for the next one, I guarantee you that 
training is jam-packed full of amazing resources for you. So please go sign up for that. I will link that in the show notes. Yeah. And just come say hi on social media. I love meeting fellow infertility warriors or sisters. I mean, we are part of that club. Totally. Let's, let's make the most of it. Come say hi for sure. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out to be here. I've loved our conversation and, um, yeah, I just really appreciate your insights and advice. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so glad that this resource is out there because when you and I were going through it, there was nobody talking about it. And so this is such a blessing that you're showing up and providing this. So I'm just really grateful to be here. Well, thank you. Well, and everyone, thank you so much for joining us. And I will see you next week on Infertility Crossroads. Before you go, I have a few things I want to share with you. Continue the conversation with me on my Instagram page at Maida Getman. I love connecting with people and I would love for you to join me there at M-E-T-A-G-E-T-M-A-N on Instagram. If you just learned that using a donor might be your path to becoming a parent, or if you have an inkling that donor conception is the path for you, head to my website, www.medagetman.com podcast and download my free PDF donor decision guide. This resource is packed full of questions to consider if you are even thinking about using a donor. That's metagetman.com slash podcast. Lastly, I am not a doctor, a psychologist, a nutritionist, or a professional in the area of fertility. I am a person who has gone through infertility, has learned a lot along the way, and wants to share my learnings with you. Please do not substitute what you hear on the show for professional advice. That's what the pros are for. If you want to learn more about my terms and conditions, go to my website, madeagetman.com.